Welcome to the Skift Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trend lines. Arnold Donald, the CEO of the world's largest cruise company, kicked off the Skift Global Forum recently. He joined us behind the scenes afterward in the Skift Take studio to talk about Carnival Corporation's efforts to reach new travelers, the company's expansion into China, and what the future holds for cruising. He also hinted at some big news coming next year that he said will lead to an entirely different experience for travelers. Arnold spoke to Skift contributing writer Jeremy Cressman. This mini episode is one of several conversations we're bringing you from backstage at the Skift Global Forum. The Skift Take Studio series is presented by MasterCard, a payments technology company that is enabling loyalty, security, and data solutions for the global travel industry. Hey guys, uh, we're here at the Skip Forum today with uh, the CEO of the Carnival Corporation, Arnold Donald. I'm Jeremy Cressman with Skift. Arnold, I thought you had a lot of great points during your chat. Um, I'd love to just kind of follow up on that. How do you think, uh, what do you think the future of the cruise industry is going to look like? What are some trends that you, you're seeing? Uh, Jeremy, I think the future of the cruise industry is fantastic. We're in basically the golden age of cruising right now. We're seeing record growth in earnings for ourselves and others in the industry. Uh, We're seeing more and more people cruising. Uh, We've got great escalation in the type of ships in terms of the experiences that it offers the guests to exceed their expectations. Um, It's a great time, and we see a lot of growth um, for cruising. I think the trends are um, basically individualized travel. So uh, helping that, that traveler feel everything's been engineered for them, their personal taste, their personal interests. And that's where we're headed with our innovations. Okay. Um, you, I heard you use the, you talked about how your competitors aren't the cruise lines, how you're competing against all of these other travel experiences that are out there in market. Tell me about some of the steps you guys are taking to cut through the noise. You know, you mentioned the TV network experiences that you guys are doing. What are some of the, the things you're doing to try and get people's attention? Uh, the first thing we do is exceed our guest expectations because there's no more powerful marketing tool than an excited guest leaving a ship telling all their relatives and all their friends what a phenomenal time they had. So that's number one, is consistently exceeding our guest expectations. And number two, then, of course, we do a lot of things. We obviously, we use social media extensively. Uh, we do uh, broadcast um, ads. We have TV shows, not only here in the U.S., but in the U.K. and, and Italy and other places around uh, the world uh, to introduce the concept of, of cruising and different aspects and creative ways to get people to engage and, and just explore what, what cruise could be. Um, we have an innovation center where we're developing the next you know, generation and the next level of travel experience. And uh, so we, we have a plethora of ways we approach it all around the concept simply of saying, hey, this is a great vacation experience at a tremendous value available to everyone. And whatever your taste might be, you know, we have a, an experience designed for you. From the very high end, our Seaborne lines, where is one crew member for every guest and you're pampered, uh, to our mass contemporary brands like Carnival and Costova in Europe, um, where, you know, they're all about um, socialization and socializing to our premium brands like Princess and Holland America and Aida in Germany and to our classic brands like Holland America, um, and which is a premium brand, and, and in Cunard, the Queen Mary too, you know, which still does transatlantic crossings. So, uh, and then our most innovative brand is Fathom. 
you know, which is our impact travel, a, a deep travel experience going to Cuba and the DR right now. So across all those different experiences, uh, it, the real message is we have something that works for you for whatever situation and, and whatever preference you might have. Sure. Arnold, you talked about uh, this idea of individual you know, individualizing the cruise experience, right? And, you know, guests all have their mobile devices with them now. They want internet access on ships. How are you guys sort of adapting to that desire of people to always want to be connected on a cruise, you know, dealing with the sort of internet savvy generation we're all facing as travelers? You know, concerning internet savvy and people wanting to stay connected on a cruise, you know, obviously um, we're expanding bandwidths on our ships to accommodate the increased amount of uh, traffic we have, um, internet traffic we have aboard. But we're going a whole nother level beyond that. And um, uh, we'll be revealing that uh, later uh, this year. And, and, and actually we'll have a, a, a big announcement in, in January of next year, um, which is just an entirely different um, experience for travelers that, that really doesn't exist today. And so you have to hold your horses on that one and hopefully wait with great anticipation and uh, you'll, we'll be revealing it soon. Okay. We look forward to that. Um, the one other area I want to touch on was the Chinese market. You know, you talked about that quite a bit with Jason. Um, you know, how has that changed the way that you're distributing products, marketing products, and what are some of the greatest misconceptions that you're hearing about the Chinese market from analysts when they're talking about cruisers there? I would say that, um, first of all, China will be the largest cruise market in the world um, in the future. It's going to take time. And the reason it's going to take time is simply because there's only so many ships in the world and only so many shipyards. Uh, so we have large addressable markets everywhere in the world that are underpenetrated. So you're not going to see massive movements of ships from those markets to China because mm -hmm. uh, those markets need those ships and we get good returns on, on, on those ships in those other markets. Uh, and, and there's only so many shipyards. And even with eventually uh, China shipyards coming into the picture in, in the mid-20s or so, uh, it's still going to take a while for China to realize its full potential uh, because it's so large. It's such a, a large population of people who travel. 135 million outbound tourists already in China. And that's still with you know, restricted travel and um, a, a burgeoning, growing middle class. So it's just a tremendous mark in the future. Um, misperceptions, I think some of the misperceptions people have is that today's growth is very large when it's not. You know, so we, we have large percentages, but it's on a tiny base. So, for example, we're going to grow 26% next year in China. Sounds huge, especially when you can only grow capacity 3 to 4%. In effect, it's one ship. <laughs> and so we're adding a ship. And so everything is really small on a relative basis. And uh, I think people overreact and talk about, oh, China's falling apart or, you know, you know, the yields are coming down. China's a unit growth story for us, not a yield story. It's an embryonic market. It's still being developed. It's a profitable market. It's definitely a future growth market. And it's a market we're going to participate in. Let's finish up with a question about millennials. Again, topic you touched on with Jason during our chat today. Um, how are you adjusting the experiences you're offering on the ships to attract millennials? Are you guys doing anything different in terms of the services or products you're offering or in the way that you're marketing to millennials? Uh, the reality for us is we sell a lot of millennials almost by default because they travel with their families <laughs> and um, their families are traveling and they go with them. So we, we sell a lot of millennials. And what we have discovered about millennials is no big secret, um, is what you would expect. 
there's varying tastes across millennials. They all have different, you know, ideas of what's fun for them and what's not fun and so on. Uh, they may over-index versus other generations in terms of certain aspects, um, a, a feeling of giving back, um, uh, somewhat of a, a, a sense of uh, really immersing and connecting with other cultures. They may over-index a bit, but we find the preferences of millennials where they over-index in all generations amongst people. So what we do, as opposed to focusing on the generation, is we focus on the experience on our ships across our 10 brands. And you know we engineer those experiences in, in a way that define that brand. And then we feel millennials, as well as other generations who have those preferences, will line up you know, with, with those brands. Uh, and the other way is just communication, of course. And millennials are far more active in social media. Uh, they are way over-index on that. And so how we communicate what we allow uh, in terms of services for them, in terms of communication once they're on board, um, you know, they are driving, you know, changes in that arena uh, because the, the social, you know, communication aspect uh, for millennials is, is, is much more vibrant and much more active than in some other uh, generations. Great. Well, Arnold, really appreciate you speaking with us today and thanks for speaking at the forum. Thank you. Happy Pleasure to, to be you. with Skiff. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you very much. 